Hi friends, my name is Amina Mejdoubi and you are listening to Unpacking with Mina. This podcast is a safe space where we discuss different topics and explore together our world by dissecting various issues that pertain to the human experience so we can understand ourselves and live fully in a raw and authentic way. So buckle up for a fun ride. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Unpacking with Mina with Amina Mejdoubi. Thank you so much for being here tonight with me. I hope that my episode finds you healthy, most importantly happy and in good spirits. Today's episode is about one of my absolute favorite topics and it is love. And I think it's a lot of people's favorite topics for obvious reasons. Because we all want to be loved and we all want to feel loved and love and just be engulfed in it. And so today specifically, we're going to be talking about the five love languages. What are the five love languages? Um, who created this idea and why is it important that we understand um, our partner's love language? And how could that potentially help our relationship? And so the idea came to me actually after having this short discussion with somebody about love languages um, and how it helps relationships and people kind of stay and stay together and get connected with each other. And I was like, I think I want to do a podcast about it. So here we are. So Dr. Gary Chapman um talks about the five love languages in his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. Uh, this book has sold so far 12 million copies and it continues to sell every single year just because I think people are always interested in the idea of love. And so before writing the book, Dr. Chapman spent years working with a lot of couples uh, counseling them and in therapy um, whenever they had issues. And he noticed a pattern that was occurring every single time. He realized that couples were misunderstanding each other's wants and needs. And he compiled a lot of notes over the years and discovered that it is all coming down to how those couples are showing love to each other and loving each other. And so that's how the idea of five love languages came up. And people really responded well to it. Because when we talk about it, I think you're going to have an aha moment. If you have never heard of it, you're going to have an aha moment. And it's just like an eye opener. Like, oh my God, that's why this relationship didn't work. Or that's why this relationship is working for me. And so when we talk about the five love languages, we're, in my opinion, it's not just a a partnership or just not like a romantic relationship. It really could be a friendship, a platonic relationship, because I mean, hopefully you like your friends or you love your friends. I love my friends. And so I know my friends love language and, and I try to, um, like I have a friend, her name is Miriam. She loves hugging so much. And I am a 
person who's into physical touch. And so all we do is just hug and show each other that we love each other through hugging. But we'll talk in details about the different five languages in a minute. Um, so I think, in my opinion, a lot of couples sometimes have love, but they find that it's not enough. And I think it comes down to, do they understand each other? In other words, do they speak the same language or not? Not literally the language they speak, but do they speak each other's love language? And so there are five love languages that Dr. Chapman talks about in his book. There is words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Now, it's important to understand that not everybody communicates love the same way. And that's why these were created. And so we're going to start with words of affirmation. People whose love language is words of affirmation, value, verbal, acknowledgement, and verbal affection. And that could be anything from compliments, words of appreciation, leaving them little notes here and there, telling them that they look great, or even right now in this time of social media, maybe texting them something sweet or commenting on their pictures. Um, these little things make them feel appreciated. It's, it really makes their, their day. Just those small little words here and there throughout the day to tell them and remind them that you love them. These people, I feel like this is the easiest one. That's just my opinion. Because, I don't know, You, just, if you are, if you love somebody, I hope you take the time from your day to say something sweet to them. And I feel like this is almost natural. But I can see that this could be very difficult for people who grow up in families that don't really verbally um that don't verbalize their affection. And I think our family is one of them. Um, I don't think I grew up in a family that's very much like, I love you, I love you, I love you. But I know that they love me through um, gift giving or, or physical touch or differently. But I know that some of my friends grew up in families in which verbal affirmations and words of affirmations were definitely present and maybe it's, it would be easier for them as adults to give that kind of love. And I can see why it would be difficult for people who didn't grow up with it. Um, I feel like, I feel like having lived in both cultures, you know, I'm from Morocco and now I am also American. It's such a cool dynamic because I have had to unlearn some things that didn't serve me about my culture. And one of them is not verbally telling people that you love them. I think it's important to tell people how you feel. And it's not just love. We rarely talk about emotions. Um, and it's not just a family thing. Like even culturally, we don't really talk about emotions. And that's why I think a lot of people suffer um, from mental illness in silence back home but that's another topic so i i'm just saying like i can see why this would be a very difficult thing for somebody that didn't grow up saying i love you so much or saying sweet things but these are things that we can practice i believe 
Quality time is our second love language. People whose love language is quality time feel loved and adored when their partner actively plans um, a set time just for them to hang out and to spend time with them um, with no interruption. I think this is the key because I have a friend who is married and her love language is quality time and she would always complain that her husband would think that taking the kids out is quality time when when what she wanted is just him and her no tv no phones just them talking about good things hopefully you know because a lot of people sometimes think that quality time is oh my god let's meet and hash things out and talk about this problem but quality time i think when i when that comes to mind i think something positive and so it could be a little date or it could be just like drinking coffee together talking about your day i this is not my love language so i really don't know what this looks like but i can imagine that for for people whose love language is quality time they would just literally want to be in the presence of that person and again i feel like on my side because this is not my love language on my side If you like your person and you love them, it would be easy for you to give this kind of love because you love them and you want to spend some time with them, hopefully. If not, you're in the wrong relationship, baby girl, baby boy, baby non-binary. Okay, so these people actually love active listening, eye contact, and being in somebody's full presence and being given an an undivided attention. Um... So, please do that for your people. Please. It's, it doesn't require any effort. Because I believe that when you love somebody, you make time for them. No excuse whatsoever. We're all busy, but when you love someone, you create time for them in your day. Our third, I believe, yes. Um, love language is acts of service. If your language is acts of service, you value when your person goes out of their way to do something for you. They could bring you soup when you're sick, could bring you coffee in the morning or or do your laundry sometimes. Well, that sounded weird because like if you live in the same house or not your laundry, just laundry or or do the dishes to help you. Um because they know that you've been so busy at work and these people really enjoy these little things it doesn't get old for them it could and it doesn't have to be something so big like you don't have to um get out of your way and bring me lunch to work even though that would be nice but it could be the smallest little things like oh let me give you a massage at the end of the night because I know you're a hard-working babe and you deserve it or uh, let me go and fill up your gas tank because you're tired these things are very much appreciated um, from people whose love language is acts of service these people believe that actions speak louder than words it's interesting because people who love words of affirmation 
they probably don't really care about acts of service even though they probably appreciate it right but it's it's interesting that the perspective shifts from one person to another for somebody words are just words and they mean nothing for another person words are everything all right next is i think we did this one um oh no gift giving or receiving gifts so this is a pretty straightforward love language people feel loved when other people give them a gift um they are into value more than what the gift is about it's it's the thought that counts and this symbolizes um like the, the concreteness of their of their of their partner's love it's a visual symbol of love of love to them they need to see something in front of them that shows them the love that their partner have for them and it could be symbolic it could be something so small it could be something they've wanted for so long um uh, it could be flowers it could be coffee if you're with a teacher coffee is the way to their heart let me just tell you we sustain these bodies on coffee get her a gift card that's it or loungewear because maybe we're tired at the end of the day we're exhausted uh people that enjoy gifts um they are very reflective people because this represents to them how much their person thinks about them and so this makes them feel so 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 special and it also has emotional benefits because i feel like if they enjoy being gifted a gift someone gives them a gift i feel like that would make them love that person more so it's a win-win situation in from both ends um next is physical touch which is my love language oh actually i forgot to mention that dr chapman's love language i actually researched it because i was curious is words of affirmation and also oprah's love language is words of affirmation i don't know why i didn't i wanted to tell you this but i did but my love language is physical touch i want to touch you i want to squeeze you i want to literally wear the same t-shirt as you i don't know i just want to be so close to you it's so gross to some people but i want i don't care even if we're it the world is ending just hold my pinky finger and let's die together like that's just it for me but people who love physical touch and who express their love as through physical touch feel so loved when they physically touch their person or when their person and partner shows them love through physical um affection including it could be kissing it could be holding hands cuddling on the couch um anything that requires touching just literally touching your toes together anything because physical intimacy is important to them and i am one of these people 
And I think that actually this physical uh, uh, intimacy helps me with my emotional intimacy and connectedness to the to that person. Um, well, I'm not a I'm not a cookie cutter. Like, okay, this is not. I'm not a the only example of how this uh, love language is or can be. So I'm just giving you examples from me because that's all I have. Um, so if I'm upset at somebody that I love and we're talking about a problem and we're trying to resolve a conflict because life happens and conflicts happen, I just want them to touch my hands and hold my hands because it makes me feel like it's us against the problem rather than us against each other. I don't like problems and conflicts and not talking to my lover. I don't like that at all. It actually makes me cry. It's so sad. And so them holding my hand is very reassuring to me and it makes me feel connected to them rather than like disconnect because it literally feels like a disconnect, like we're not touching. Like, what do you mean we're not touching? Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Or if I'm upset at somebody and it happens and the whole day they don't talk to me, they don't, they don't touch me or anything, it's hard for me to build that emotional connectedness throughout the day. And so at the end of the day, if you want to, to suddenly touch me, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, what? Because I lost that emotional connectedness all day long. All day long, you did not even hold my my finger. And so it's hard for me to live like that. So it's, it's and I'm a hugger. Even with my family, I'm a hugger. I want to sit so close to them. I want to smell them. I want, I'm so annoying in that aspect. But it's such a beautiful thing when your partner or your person is also like that. Because you could just be together all day. Like literally stuck with each other. And I feel like they, they need to start making a large, big t-shirt for people whose love language is physical touch. For people to wear together. Is this a crazy idea? Because I think it's fabulous. And I think it's a Shark Tank idea. And somebody needs to run to Shark Tank and just do it before I do. So, I really think that physical touch is key to a lot of different um, channels of connecting with, with your partner. I feel like, personally, it helps me connect with them um, spiritually and emotionally and just really, like feel like I'm part of of them this is getting crazy all right um a lot of people say that people whose love language is physical touch are people who didn't have a love in childhood but I challenge this idea because I really have had an amazing childhood I have loving parents I didn't grow up in any crazy household or dysfunctional I feel like my family was a normal family. Of course, we had our issues and all, but I have always felt loved from my parents. Um, 
so I don't know, but but it could be a thing, you know, it could be a thing that people whose love language is physical touches just because they were not loved in their childhood. But I just, I wanted to mention that because I thought it was interesting, because um, I I read that it it's because they felt like they weren't held enough or kissed enough by their parents. But I definitely felt loved as a child, for sure. Um. Next, we are going to talk about, I'm going to ask you some questions and these questions should help you kind of like gauge where you can be, what kind of love language is yours. So if you're in a relationship, do you feel loved when your partner says I love you or gives you a compliment? Or do you feel loved when your partner surprises you with a meaningful gift? Or do you feel loved by your partner when you go on a weekend trip just alone, solo, just the two of you? Or do you feel loved when your partner does your laundry or run errands for you? Or do you feel loved when your partner is holding hands while talking to you? I think, based on your answer, you could probably think, mm, they, I like it when they hold hands with me. Okay, that's physical touch. But there is a quiz uh, on thefivelanguages.com. Take it. That quiz, it has, I think, 30 questions. It asks you 30 questions, and at the end, it tells you exactly what your love language is. And I think it's so fun to take it with your partner so that you could see what your love language languages are. Now, um, I was doing a little research and I was so curious to, to, to know, do people... Okay, let me formulate my question. So if couples have the same love languages, is it more likely like the relationship is going to be successful? rather than when they have different or opposite love languages? And so the answer was yes and no, because having the same love language is actually a good factor in a relationship to be physical. And I can really back this up because I was in a relationship with someone, I don't, we never talked about his love language. I don't think he has one, (laughs) but, um, he just never liked to to hold hands or nothing like no physical touch whatsoever and it made me feel unseen and not loved and almost small and obviously that relationship didn't last at all because i will never allow myself to be in any situation in which i feel small or not loved or not enough so goodbye now but I'm pretty sure, Oh, I don't know, like maybe if he knew what my love language was, it could have been better, but I'm glad he didn't. So what I'm trying to say is if the couple's love language is the same, it's, it's easier for them to love each other through their own love language because we always want to love people 
the way we want to be loved. Let me say that again. We want to love people the way we want to be loved. So let me give me as an example. My physical, my love language is physical touch. And if I'm with another person whose love language is not physical touch, but I'm touching them to show them that I'm, that I like them and I'm holding their pinky finger, they're going to be like, she's crazy. Why is she holding my pinky finger? But if I meet somebody whose love language is um, physical touch, and we are in a funeral and we're holding pinky fingers. They're going to be like, okay, I know. She's telling me she's here. She's present. She sees me. Maybe someone died in my family. She she got me. She has my back. We will be okay. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. But it is possible that couples, like it's not a, an, a foreign concept that couples learn each other's love languages. And make an actual effort every single day to show them that they love them using their partner's love language. It just takes effort because it's not natural. Like, um, how can I say it? Okay, so if I met somebody whose love language is physical touch. And maybe I did meet that person. I'm just saying. Um... It would be so easy for me to love them because that's how I want to be loved. And that's how I show love. And it's just easy. Because all I want to do is just scratch their head or touch their hands. That's just my way of saying, I'm here and I see you and I feel you and I touch you. So I feel like this is such a cool activity to do with, with your partner. Like, let's take this little test. And maybe if you feel like you misunderstand each other a lot and you're not getting along a lot. I'm not a therapist. Please uh, understand that. But I feel like this could be a start of a conversation. Like, oh, maybe we should know each other's love language. Maybe that would help. If this doesn't help, please just figure it out. Therapy is great. Like, do what you gotta do. Okay. So why is it important to identify your lover's partner, whatever, love language. First and foremost, understanding their needs and wants. We're, we obviously choose certain people to be in our lives because they make our lives better. And so we want to do the same thing for them. We want to make them feel special. I don't think we get into relationships to feel like shit. We get into relationships because they make us feel special and loved at the end of the day and if you're not speaking your lover's love language you're probably not reaching them and you're probably making them feel not loved and maybe you're not even aware of it but knowing their love language this way you could understand what they need from you and hopefully you could work on giving them just that um it promotes selflessness because imagine if you go out of your way to do something so sweet to somebody and that's actually not your love language and you go give them something get them a coffee do something for them because their love language is acts of service that would make their day but also it really promotes um selflessness in in us 
Because by nature, we, we want things for us. We're human beings and we are selfish. And so doing things for the other is, is such a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing. Next, it actually helps the relationship get stronger and maintains intimacy. So Dr. Chap- Chapman explained that when couples speak each other's love language, that is how they keep each other's love um, tank full. And I love the idea of a love tank. I feel like we have a patience tank, a love tank, an energy tank. I love this idea of tanks because here's the thing. You could ask the question to your partner, like, what can I do to fill your love tank today? What do you need from me? And they will tell you. And you do just that. And if your relationship doesn't get stronger, you should probably break up. Because first of all, you're asking that question. You're being receptive. Um, They're telling you what they need from you. And it's easy peasy. Because I think... I really think that a lot of relationships don't work out because of lack of communication. So imagine if we're so straightforward with our needs, so straightforward with our question, how full is your is your love tank? Or you could just walk up to your partner and say, you know what, I feel like my love tank is empty or is getting empty. And then maybe your partner can say, why? Well, because we haven't been on a date for so long. We haven't spend time together. I feel like you're physically distant from me. This would start a conversation that should and and probably needs to happen. And I think if couples regularly talk about what keeps their love tank full, it creates this kind of understanding in a relationship. And they not only learn about one another, but they also connect in a, in a meaningful and a deeper way. Next is it helps us personally grow. So think about it. When somebody is focused on something or someone outside of themselves, it does lead to personal growth. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to focus on yourself. Please, you are always first. Focus on yourself first. But also, we don't want to be self-centered. It, it, it's good uh, sometimes to just peek outside of yourself and see what's going on in the world. There are probably homeless people that need to be fed. Maybe take a Sunday out of your day and do that. Maybe there are kitties outside that need to be fed. Maybe make it part of your every day to feed them. I don't know. Every day is too much, but I do it. Um, it helps us kind of live a meaningful life and there's no one better to start with than your own partner and your own people that are close to you if you make them feel awesome they're gonna love you more you're gonna get more love back the world is beautiful everything is great um next is it helps couples share love in meaningful ways so when couples start 
speaking each other's language and hopefully mastering the language, everything they do becomes more intentional because you literally have to remind yourself like if you're at a store and you know your partner's love language is gifts or acts of service and you're like I know she needs coffee tomorrow let me just go get her creamer or I'm at the store let me find what she could like I'm I'm at this store but I'm close to Alta let me go and see what she likes or what he likes I feel like I focus a lot on women because I know a lot of women listen to me but please I need to give credit to the guys because I personally have an amazing father who is amazing to my mother I have um an amazing brother-in-law who's amazing to my sister. So I have good examples of good men in my life. And so I, I'm so sorry if I didn't give you enough credit. We are giving all the good men credit here. So, you know, like pick something up for him because you know he likes it. Um, I think this just, the relationship becomes more meaningful because it's intentional. And... I really think we should agree. This is not an opinion. It's just a fact that relationships do require work. Even when they are so easy and you guys get along, you don't want to get too comfortable in easy. You want to make sure that your partner's re needs are met. And so conversations, asking questions, doing little things, I think that's what make people feel special and feel loved I hope that we can all feel loved exactly exactly how we want to feel loved because we deserve it and I want to remind you to not settle for anything less than what your heart desires you deserve a love that is so big that would overflow your heart. Remember that. So first thing that we do is start with ourselves. I always tell people, love yourself the way you want to be loved. And so if acts of service are your thing, do that for yourself. Until somebody comes into your life and can do that for you. But you really have to like do kind things to yourself. Whether... Whether acts of service is your thing or not, you have to be kind to yourself. Like, pay attention to yourself. I know that sometimes we we pay attention to people and like, oh, you look tired. You should go get a massage. But say that to yourself. Say that to yourself in the mirror. You know what? I'm looking a little tired. I deserve to go get a massage. You know what? I'm looking a little bit unhappy these days. What can I do to make myself feel happy? And I'm saying that to people who are single and not in relationships because even though sometimes we choose singleness over relationships for whatever reason, it can get lonely and it can get hard. And so in the meantime, before you find your person who is hopefully going to speak your love language and drench you in it, make sure you speak your own language and make sure you do exactly that for yourself because you come first before anybody else. If your love tank is full, other you can you can be able to fill other people's love tanks. 
So I hope that you can take something from today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm always open and receptive to your feedback. I know some of you follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, my Instagram is style right repeat. Thank you so much for being here. Love and light, Nina. Thank you.